0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen, this show and all episodes are brought to you by Never Too Hungover. Never Too Hungover is a healthy vitamin blend that helps neutralize toxins, restore vital nutrients, and rehydrate the body. It is the best tasting and most effective way to help prevent or recover from hangovers. There are two types. Prevention, which you drink before or during your wild night out on the town. And if you've had too many Vegas bombs and are still struggling the next day, the boost will help set you straight. Thanks for the samples, Never Too Hungover. Juice in the Morning listeners, use the promo code JUICEBOX for 25% off your order. You can use that on their website at nevertohungover.com, and you can also use that same promo code, and that is JUICEBOX on Amazon.com. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to download the Juice in the Morning podcast. This week's episode features Chris Heffernan, an MMA fighter, from the indianapolis area we're going to work together on possibly having another episode where we uh preview fights coming up soon so if you're interested in that pay attention this episode we talked about a lot of different shit enjoy it love it comment review interact with me because that's all this is about thank you and enjoy Welcome to Juice in the Morning. This is a uh, weekly podcast show and I appreciate you guys sharing, downloading, and interacting. Everybody that has written reviews um, and just basically interacted with me through social media. I really appreciate it because that's why I do this. I do this because I want to be famous. Everybody knows that. like I mean it's it's kind of a it's a very narcissistic thing, but it's uh, the reason I do it. So once again, thank you for downloading, sharing, interacting, and I, I just encourage you guys to keep interacting with me. The more you guys talk to me, the the more I can, you know, create content because it'll give me something to talk about. So once again, thanks to the Smugcast guys. I did their show yesterday. So when you're listening to this, it was Sunday. It's Monday now. I don't know. It's fucked up. But anyways... Um, Thank you, SmugCast. You guys are awesome. I appreciate doing the show with you guys. And then also, Paul Lungard is going to be on the podcast soon. He does daily fantasy uh, videos um, on YouTube. So if you just look for, uh, I think it's DFS. Um, I'm going to look it up and I'll I'll uh, add something in later. But and then also, Hannah, I know that you are out there listening. I appreciate you doing the uh, the tailgate episode. I'm going to have to get you back in the studio. Um, you need to you need to quit partying so much. So we can get you in here, but once again we have uh, Shane Jones. How's it going, buddy?
1: Good. How are you guys?
0: Good. I appreciate you doing the doing the show with me, and also his friend Chris Heffernan. How you doing, bud? Pretty good. So when we were uh, planning this episode, we uh, talked about you know doing some MMA talk, talking about uh, McGregor and Mayweather, those kinds of things. Um, that's a little bit in the past, but I still want to get into it at some point. Um, but for example, but. introduce you guys to Chris. Chris also like competes as like an MMA fighter so you know kind of tell us where you got started and like how you got into it because I think it's a very I think it would be a very interesting background.
2: Yeah no I started uh, MMA jiu-jitsu I kind of got into the MMA world first Um, that was the initial thought saw it on TV and everything but um, you know I got in a little little rut with drugs uh, heroin. Oh man. Yeah, for um, man, I was on it for probably three years, um, so it was it was pretty bad. I saw a fighter named Matt Brown. Um, uh, he was talking on TV, and he just said, you know, some words that changed my life. He just said, "I'm I'm the same person now as I was back then." Now, he's obviously a uh, he was a, uh, a, a drug user too, a heroin and get,
0: get a little bit a little, up on the mic, closer. yeah. Yes. Okay. No, you're all right.
2: No, but he was uh, he was a heroin user too, mm-hmm. and, and he said, "I'm the same person now as I was then." I just used to take something negative to the extreme. I now take something positive to yeah. the extreme instead. And uh, those words kind of changed changed my outlook on addiction. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's something that you can use kind of as a blessing or a curse. Um, you know, you can become addicted to something that ruins your life. You know, sex, food, mm-hmm. drugs, all that stuff. Or you can uh, become addicted to something positive, such as MMA or mm-hmm. working. You know, which so obviously like turning
0: is. that turning that like energy around into something positive because it's yeah. a it's obviously a strong you know strong energy. So
2: exactly, it, another word for it I think is obsession. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just you just become obsessed with what you do, whatever that is. You're gonna be obsessed with it. You're gonna do to the fullest. Um, mine is is my business and MMA. So yeah. those are my two uh, obsessions. I guess is mm-hmm. another.
0: And, and so, so what is the business that you do right now?
2: Uh, I own a home services business, so okay. it's window cleaning, power washing. Definitely
0: plug that so that if anybody's okay. listening, they can uh, hit
2: you up. Yes, Heffernan Um Yeah, so it, it's a great business. I started that about, uh, this is our third year now, nice. so it's been growing crazy. So,
0: so the, the best quote that I, I looked up beforehand, I wanted to get a video for it so we could play it, but... Um, it's Mike Tyson. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. So my, my first question that I uh, talked about on the podcast yesterday, I'm going to ask both of you guys, um, but we'll start with Shane. Have you ever been punched in the mouth?
1: Uh, yeah, more <laughs> times than I'd like to admit. <laughs> Do you remember all of them? Most of them, okay, at least. Cool. So, 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 Some of them were when I've been drinking and yeah. maybe get a little louder than I want to be. You know? <laughs>
0: so so, so what, what was your thoughts when you got punched in the mouth?
1: Um, beforehand I was thinking I'm invincible <laughs> And then immediately after was, Oh, I guess I'm doing this. <laughs> so you, you get hit and you're around people and you don't want to look stupid. So you're like, I'm just going to start throwing hands. and yeah. hope, it, hope it works out for me. Yeah.
0: It's, it's an interesting thing because I was talking to the guys yesterday. I've never actually like, I've been punched one time in the face and that was it. Like literally one time. And I, and literally like I looked at the, like it was a, I was in my car and I owed this guy money for his jacket because I had gotten blacked out drunk and pissed on his jacket. Like I laid it on the ground and like took took a piss on his jacket. And the kid told me I owed him money for a new jacket and I avoided him pretty much all summer. And uh, I got invited to a party that he was at and uh, I didn't know he was going to be there. And I pull up, got my windows down. I had a sound system in my car. So I was like blaring music. And uh, I just remember sitting there and just feeling out of nowhere, just like a, a fist in the side of my face. And I didn't know how to react. Like I did. Like I was like, do, do I get out of the car and fight
1: this guy or like what? Like, what? <laughs> so my question is like, he must have been a really really nice jacket. Oh it was, yeah. Or is just the principle of that you peed on his jacket <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, a bit of both probably,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so so. It was it was just a really weird situation, and I always wonder like maybe maybe I can take a punch because like I remember it like not really phasing me, just more like kind of like shocked and like that was weird, and like I just rolled my window up and drove off. I think uh,
2: I think everybody should get punched in the face at least once. I agree. Because I agree. It allows you the realization that you're not made of glass. Exactly. And that you can take it. You mm-hmm. know, this it's not as bad as you
1: perfect. Think. Perfect example. When I was a kid, I swear, from the age of like when i was a kid all the way up to like eighth grade i was just such a pussy <laughs> i still <laughs> then, am don't then, worry and then i finally like i like did, i got in a fight that i didn't want to be in mm-hmm. got my ass beat and went home i was like that wasn't that bad <laughs> i mean like it doesn't hurt while you're doing it i mean later on you might have like a black eye and you're like ah you know whatever but yeah. it doesn't hurt while you're getting punched because you're so like jacked like, up yeah ready to go so
0: um <laughs> so then how about you like when when you were before training and everything did you ever get get into scraps before that oh yeah, yeah. i've
2: been in quite a few especially with my my a-game drug days yeah. so <laughs> that that lifestyle definitely leads to fighting from now uh from time to time and then you know back in high school too so mm-hmm. um but same thing you know i uh first fight that i had gotten in uh, man, i was probably sixth grade yeah and i got hit and uh yeah and it it just ended up your adrenaline's pumping it didn't hurt like Mm -hmm. you think you get hit and it's just devastating yeah I got people get hit and it's like holy shit that looks like it really Mm -hmm. really hurts and then you you end up hitting it it's like with your adrenaline and everything going on it it doesn't hurt as bad as you think Mm -hmm. and obviously later you got some repercussions the next day you're sore yeah but
0: yeah I always like equated it like because I played football in high school and like when I would get blindsided, like, you'd just pop back up and be like, oh, that wasn't, like, that was nothing. And yeah. But, like, if you saw the hit coming and you kind of, like, cringed up a little bit, that one kind of actually, you could feel that a yeah. little bit. Oh, yeah. um, and that's how I felt about my getting punched in the face because it was just, like, completely out of nowhere and I didn't even realize it was get, it was going to happen. Um, so then, like, that leads me to what was it like in your first actual fight, like, in a, in a, in a cage?
2: Um, the first one was just like I planned. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it literally lasted about, I think it was uh, 70 seconds or so. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I threw an uppercut in the clinch um, and landed it, and I kind of had my eyes closed, and I just threw it up there because I had him clinched. I had a plum tie on him. Mm-hmm. I threw the uppercut, and just like I had envisioned, which usually doesn't happen in fights, <laughs> he dropped and was always asleep. Oh, nice. Went So that one was more of a uh, – I wouldn't say that was really a – I mean, it was a fight, obviously, but it didn't give me a lot of experience or anything like that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it was was a good knockout, and and it was good. But that was the first MMA fight that I had had. I've had, up until that point, probably six kickboxing fights, Mm -hmm. three or four uh, boxing fights, but mainly a lot of jujitsu, jitsu which is all grappling. So I had had some experience before that. Nice.
0: Um, So that also makes me think of – I had a friend that – wanted to compete in mma and uh he was a guy that he didn't train really i mean i think he went to the gym like once a week or something like that leading up to he fought three times and i was impressed that he got in there those three times because he uh like i said didn't train very much and uh was like kind of like a partier would drink with us and he's a cigarette smoker and everything like that and i was like the whole time he would talk about this training i was like this guy's gonna get his ass beat as soon as he steps in the ring. And lo and behold, dude, the guy fought three times and didn't. I don't think he spent more than. So if if he got knocked out or choked out in the first like minute, every time he spent less than three minutes in the in the ring in those three That's fights. Tight. And uh, I just remember watching him in like his very first one. He's like you know jumping around getting loose or whatever, and they they ring the bell or do whatever they're doing and like start it, and he goes running at this guy, gets kicked in the head, and is just out, just mm. night night like, and falls to the ground. Mm. And uh, I was like, all right, well, well, that wasn't very successful. <laughs> and uh and and then, and then and then he did he literally said, oh, I'm going to do it again. I was like, okay, second time, same thing. Big dude picks him up, slams him on the ground, and just starts pump punch him in the face and he was out again, and the third time a guy got him in a rear naked choke and just choked him out within like thirty seconds. So, oh, so that guy, uh, that guy definitely didn't do any more, any more MMA after that. I
1: feel like that's a big aspect of like if you. I'm not. Sad. I've never fought in the cage or whatever, but I would think that as soon as you start, like you think you can go in there and just brawl it out but 90% of people don't know anything about jujitsu, jitsu so yeah. it, they don't they're not ready to defend a choke or something like that and like you just go in there and get it's not even <laughs> uh, it's not even a, a punching thing it's just yeah. like you go in and get choked out of me yeah so.
2: yeah mma is more <clears throat> more grappling oriented more wrestling oriented and mm-hmm. the thing i like about it i mean i never wrestled in high school but it does give High school wrestlers, a pro yeah. level now, which before, obviously, they didn't have. Yeah. So.
0: And, and did you did you play any sports in high school? I did. Uh, yeah. I played tennis. Oh, nice. That's, yeah, that's definitely not that's expected. Definitely not expected,
2: for sure. <laughs> no, I played tennis, and I, I played basketball and baseball mm-hmm. and stuff like that all growing up. But yeah. just in high school, it was mainly tennis. and. I played baseball two years too, but Mm -hmm. it was more, um, tennis was, was the serious.
0: And, and so the, that's what we get into. Um, like when we were talking about like the Mayweather McGregor thing, like how he got gassed. So, What's the difference in training for, like, an MMA fight than you said you've done some boxing and done yeah. jujitsu and stuff? What's the difference in, like, the, I think, endurance aspect? Because yeah. McGregor, you could tell in that boxing match, oh, yeah. just died.
2: So for him, since it's a, a <clears throat> pro fight with 12 rounds, mine, the boxing is the same, almost MMA, and honestly, most MMA fights are, are going to be a little bit more time mm-hmm. um, at the amateur level. Uh, Golden Gloves, you have three two-minute rounds. So it's almost the same. Yeah. Once you get into those twelve rounds, you've you've developed another aspect. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say that Mayweather is a six round fighter and he's six to twelve mm-hmm. round fighter and that's how he wins his fights, you know. So it's kind of a rope a dope style yeah. with boxing. And it's more they're both sports, but mm-hmm. there's more of a, a strategy. And Mayweather played it very well. You know, a lot of people say, Oh, McGregor won the first hit Well, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily think that Mayweather was going out and really well and and, and, and you could even
0: you could even hear in the corner the guy was saying, "Yep, just let him punch himself out yep. and then we'll we'll take him in the end or whatever."
1: Well, I think Mayweather <laughs> said that he was going to take him in the 6th and then kind of wait it was a 6th, right? Uh I can't remember what or his nine, nine?
2: it might have been 6 or 9. I can't remember what his prediction but was. But he I, w- he I think off, he
1: waited till the round that he said that I literally think that he waited to the round uh-huh. that he said he was going to yeah. win it in and then that's when he turned uh-huh. on the gas pedal. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's it's just funny because you could almost tell watching it that he did not look worried the entire time yeah. like and i think
2: even in this corner he's sitting there and he that corner I, I can't remember what round it was around that he lost it yeah like round three or four and he turned mm-hmm. right at the corner and just sm- or at the camera and smiled <laughs> and it gave me an eerie feeling i was like man this he just seems too comfortable for how bad he's losing these rounds no. and everybody was shocked honestly you i could didn't
1: see, see the exact moment that he went from like okay i'm just taking bunches to all right now i'm gonna start fighting yeah you like, could yep. see. Like it, it's clear as yeah. day the difference. Yeah,
0: and, and and it's it's crazy how that how that just kind of flips like that, and how you can kind of turn it on, but also like just that endurance, like to be yeah. able to just kind of keep. I mean, he was not he was not winded, and yep. McGregor couldn't even stand up almost; like he was literally like almost falling over himself, let alone when he's getting punched.
1: To, oh yeah, so it's the best defensive boxer in the world. So yeah. I mean, Absolutely. to him, this is this is his job. He's been doing this for twenty years. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. This is just another day in the ring. So,
0: so what did like going leading up to it being from like MMA and stuff? What was your thoughts like? Did you th- think McGregor had any chance at all? I didn't. I yeah.
2: didn't. Th- I thought that a win for McGregor would be a decision loss. Honestly, yeah. if he yeah. lost a decision to Mayweather, he took him all twelve, and yeah. that was a victory in his mind. In oh, yeah. MMA's mind too. I thought that that was as far as it would go, because you know, mm. I didn't see uh, a knockout for Mayweather being a possibility. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of he's not he's a, not lot a of knockout artist. Yeah. yeah, he really isn't. But I didn't see that happening. But um, you know, I also didn't see the the game plan he implemented and 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 like like Maywe- or McGregor said, you know, he did definitely uh, knock him out with his wind, not mm-hmm. really a punch. I yeah. don't necessarily think that McGregor was rocked at any point. No, he was just gassed. Yeah, like, so, you know. It, that, that's pretty
0: much. My and now. and what I want to <laughs> say is like at least it's what I always say about any of these kind of events. If it's entertaining, I'm happy. Like at least it like something happened. Oh, yeah. It wasn't just like a complete like domination by Mayweather. It wasn't like you know it wasn't just McGregor you know where like he wore himself out but he at least got some hit like good punches in there i think he landed some punches that nobody else has really landed on mayweather which was cool like cool to see not
1: only that the hype was just so because you have two best like promotional people yeah mcgregor's like he promotes himself like crazy yeah he went from nothing to everything yeah exactly mayweather has been doing this for 20 years and it's got the Bugattis and the you know strip clubs and all that stuff. Yep. So those two aspects put together, and their little uh, tour they did in the beginning, like mm-hmm. the promo tours or whatever. Yeah. Those were just those were those awesome are to watch. <laughs> just watching them make fun of each other and walk around the you know. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. From a business business aspect, that was definitely a good fight. And I think Gary V was the one that called it on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. He even has a little clip on his uh, on his Instagram of what exactly he said, and Joe Rogan was like, that fight's never going to happen. He called exactly how it was going to happen, and it did, and I was like, damn. So, Gary yeah. Vee's awesome, by he the is. way. Yes. I,
0: I actually have big emailed man. him a couple of times trying to get him just to call in or something for I, – I think you have to pay for it, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to figure that out. <laughs> also, I
1: think the fight was pretty short notice too. Like in, as, in like a lot of boxing fights, you have like big, long, big, yeah. long times of, to train and stuff, yeah. and McGregor in and, and that aspect took – you know, what was it like three months? Yeah, because I know yeah, I started hearing months, I started yeah. hearing about it in like I don't know.
2: The hype was probably uh, five, April. It, I started hearing like little things about it, and yeah. Then,
1: and then June, July is like, oh, this might happen. And then and then well, July obviously is when they announced it. I think. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, oh wow, this is actually going to happen. Yeah, they exactly. might
2: have knew it was going to happen. You know, six months ago. But, I heard, but with all the complications yeah. with the UFC, case, yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. UFC was the you know, problem because in exactly. contracts and yeah, things
0: yeah, like that. Because
1: that was that was a boxing. Uh, Event, yeah. So yeah. you can't. I mean, it's when you mesh those two things. There's going to be a lot of a lot of stuff involved. Yeah. So, yep,
0: so Chris, who do you, who do you look up to as a fighter? Like who who was it that you do you model yourself after anybody, or do you kind of um, do your own thing?
2: I I'm a big fan. Like I said, Matt Brown, obviously yep. from the story that I told and his background with drugs. But you know, I'm a big Uriah Faber uh, mm-hmm. fan as far as him being an entrepreneur and him running that team. And I've read his book also, and uh, he's he's definitely one of my uh, role models for sure you mm-hmm. know I, i'm a big fan of him so
0: and what what kind of style fighting would you say you do in mma because you said you've trained in a bunch of different ways like are you kind of a guy that goes after somebody do you kind of like wait for your your opportunity how does that go like how do you make your plan
2: i'm, I'm definitely a pressure fighter that's mm-hmm. for sure uh, more of a brawler versus i mean i i'm a technician too and a counter striker yeah When it comes down to it, I feel as though, and this is a a kind of a a, a novice mindset here, but I feel as though if someone hits me as hard as they can and I don't drop, I'm winning. Yeah, that's (laughs) I have that. It's like you're throwing the kitchen table at me and I'm coming forward still. Yeah, you know, and you can tell in people's eyes when when they're really uh, imposing on you and Mm -hmm. you're still coming forward that they're they're like, oh boy, this isn't going to be fun. Yeah, to me that's good, but that's a fight. That's not a sport. And Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of trying to change my game there to where Mm -hmm. that is gonna and that's lost me decisions before too mm-hmm. you know um and, and in my mind at the end of the fight i feel like i had more fun and i you know i imposed my game plan which was just be be a bull mm-hmm. you know and they just backed up and countered but they yeah. won because it's, it's a sport yeah you know, so. absolutely
0: so and then also like th- this is something that i think is like super interesting is like w- what goes through your mind when you're actually in there? Are you like, are you literally just thinking about your like training your plan? Because I just feel like in, if I was dropped into that situation, I would like have, I would, I don't even know what I would think. So,
2: um, it's kind of hard to say you kind of go and a lot of fighters will say this you kind of go into uh, like an autopilot mode yeah so how good is your autopilot really how (laughs) how good have you trained that's perfect I think a lot of people that's the truth are
1: different like not that 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 is true too because like a lot of people they'll have a plan and then as soon as the fight starts they'll throw it right out (laughs) and then other people (laughs) will stick to their plan and go with it and And a lot of that is
2: experience too but everybody you know and and my teammate Andrew's one that says it too he says he doesn't remember any fight he's ever done yeah He, he literally blacks out and it's not it's not a blackout from from damage it's a blackout from nerves from yeah shock mm-hmm. adrenaline you know so it, it's hard to say and every fight's different it just depends on your what what you're going through at that time it's just the same mm-hmm. as you know going into it, it, it it's it's a bit it's a different experience
0: yeah that's I mean it and, and how, like you just saying that you saw like you can see in somebody's eyes like their their mindset change I think I just think it's impressive and like interesting that you can actually notice that it, while you're fighting, like that, you can see that that person's like yeah. demeanor change, like in yeah, their and in their more eyes. Of
2: a, and more so, not their eyes, their their mannerisms. Yeah, too. yeah. So you can tell when they're throwing. You know, it's a body language thing, which yeah. is what fighting is, and you mm-hmm. can just tell by what they're doing. Like, oh man, this is you know this is this is changing, and you can you can tell someone what they're thinking through their, their mannerisms <laughs> and what they're doing.
0: Have sure. Have you ever had somebody really scared?
2: Um, I mean, I, honestly, I think everybody's scared, and that's the thing. And it, like you said with Mike Tyson, another yeah. good quote I like from him is, you know, he said he was terrified every fight he went into. Oh, wow. And what made him feel better was looking at the eyes of the opponent and seeing that they were just as scared as he was, and that yeah. made him less scared. Yeah. And so when I heard that, I was like, all right, I'm going to start implementing that. So Kind of gave me look, goosebumps there, like, yeah. <laughs> thinking about that. And that's the, that's the <laughs> truth, though. You know, you have to realize that everyone's human, and when you're going in there, you're fighting another human, and they are just as scared as you are. Yeah. So if you think that and you realize, okay, who can – handle that better you're going to have a a mental uh, upper hand oh yeah And, and fighting's mental you know a lot of it's mental who can show up who can't Um, and that's, that's, that's a big, big part of it.
1: Well, also you see a lot of people like before fight getting in each other's head and Mm -hmm. that's all just to like, the more you get in the head, the more they're going to, that's going to be on their mind when they're getting ready to fight. Yeah. And you see that a lot in the UFC, people talking shit to each other and then one of them doesn't show up. And I feel like McGregor's the best of that because he gets in people's heads and kind of makes them doubt themselves. Yeah. And that's
0: an, that's an important part of the game. Okay. Um,
1: Cody uh, Garbrandt, I don't know if you know. No yeah, love.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he did that with Dominic Cruz, and, and I was super impressed with his performance. He was dancing. Yeah, well, during during the hype, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, Dominic's talking shit, and he's getting so mad he's taking his microphone off and, like, walking yeah. over to where he's yeah. at. I thought he was going to go intense, and he was going to show emotion, and he did not. That was and just one really...
1: one occasion where that didn't happen. Yeah, Because exactly. he literally – was fired up oh, before yeah. the fight and, like, wanted to go beat Dominic Cruz's ass. But and you thought, oh, man, he got into his head, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then the fight started, and that was not – he He must have just wiped all that clean. Yeah, he, it, like, faked him out or something. <laughs> yeah, it worked. It <laughs> he worked. showed up. He showed up with no no uh, emotion. Because Dominic Cruz, how long had he had the, the belt for, like, 10 oh, years or something? it's been a
2: while. He's – and he's won like twenty. The last time he lost was Uriah. You know, and then right?
1: this young kid comes in and just shows him what he's <laughs> dancing in between, like. Yeah. Yep.
0: So how how often do you do you train? I know you talked about it. It's kind of like every day.
2: Yeah, it's every day, and it just depends for me. Since MMA is kind of a mix of of a couple of different sports, you've got the grappling, the wrestling, and you've got the striking. So. Um, All, you know, obviously training every day is, is hard. Once I start a camp, it's more MMA-based if I'm yeah. fighting an MMA camp. But, um, you know, I train every day. It's just a matter of what I'm training. If mm-hmm. I've got something nagging me like a hip or something, I'm not going to train as much jiu-jitsu. I'll just strike. Yeah. And vice versa. If I've got a, a nerve problem in my neck, I'm not going to be sparring. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be grappling more. So. It is every day when I'm, when I'm training, I'll usually, um, three or four days a week condition in the morning, um, which mm-hmm. consists of just running. I, I, I usually run every day, Yeah, but it, it's just a harder, more intense run. Um, uh, so battle ropes, stuff like that for the endurance. Yeah. And then, and then basic practice with sparring and stuff like that in the afternoon.
0: And, and with, and I've, I've heard on, um, I think it was Joe Rogan's podcast, uh, talking about fighters doing less of like actually like sparring like and and like hitting each other in the head is that is yeah. that is that for real or is that um, like kind of
2: I think it just depends on what gym you go to honestly yeah. you kind of have to see what style fits you for me if I'm not sparring uh, no matter how many mitts I'm hitting no matter how much uh, shadow boxing I'm doing my timing is off yeah. which has kind of been the case the last 2 weeks that we've been doing if at, at MMA we've been doing nothing but pad work mm-hmm. and I sparred yesterday and my timing was off you Yeah. Know, I my my, my Shots look crisp, mm-hmm. but I wasn't countering right, and I, my, my timing, there's a barrier there. Yeah. And I guess it also depends on what level you're at. You know, I'm, I'm still an amateur, so I'm at an amateur level. I mm-hmm. need to get that experience from sparring. Yeah. But guys like Donald uh, Cowboy Serrani are, mm-hmm. are probably who you're referring to there from the podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got his game built, and he's been doing this so long that for him, sparring all the time isn't really isn't, as necessary yeah. because he's already built his game.
1: Well, not only that, but I feel like – once you get a UFC fighter gets farther into their career, they need to take less and less hits because Mm -hmm. they only have so much time left. So anytime that they can take less hits in the gym and you know, when it comes to actual fighting, that's when you get all your hits Yeah, and you're going to last longer as a UFC fighter. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's for sure. Excuse
0: me. Um, yeah. And it's, it's interesting because like everybody talks about with like football, like CTE and all that stuff. Um, and we haven't really heard a lot, I think, with MMA. So, do you think there's less of a chance of getting the like the the concussions and stuff like that while, while you're fighting, or is there? Is it just because it hasn't been around as long as NFL or college football and stuff like that, where it's all kind of showing up and coming to the forefront?
2: Yeah, I think there's obviously it's a combat sport. Yeah, there's still going to be that danger. Um, but I think that in, in football. It is more devastating just because, um, you know, if you look at the science behind it, I don't know if you've seen the movie Concussion. With, I,
0: I have and I want you know. to. I just have never, like, actually taken the time to sit yeah. down and watch so it. So the
2: science is, I guess, and, and this goes with headgear too, and, and boxers are more prone to brain damage than mm-hmm. MMA fighters as well. But it, it's more of a distribution throughout your entire brain. With the helmet on, it doesn't hurt as bad, but you got to think of how the body's designed. If it hurts, stop doing it. So yeah. putting something on that, that, Stops that from mm-hmm. hurting is just you know masking something that could cause an injury, and that's what a helmet does. And it when you you know when you you're constantly butting with another helmet, yeah, it's just distributing that force throughout your entire head instead of at that one specific point. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of I guess the concept behind the concussions, and yeah, the and all that stuff.
0: And and a lot of it like I've I've thought about is is that you know you're getting you're getting like these more advanced helmets so it's basically turning people into like human missiles like they're like ah oh, I'm not going to get fucked up because I've got this new helmet that's supposed to prevent yeah. that so I'm just going to hit somebody even harder because I'm going to be safer and in in actuality it's having the reverse effect it's just making them have more more damage
2: exactly
1: uh, you got to think like a running backs uh Time in the NFL is like three years, yeah, or something like yeah. that. So that, that that tells you something exactly. right there. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not all just head stuff with a. That's running probably back.
2: more athleticism with the prime because there's a lot more athleticism in football, I believe, than you see MMA fighters. Randy Couture, 45 years old, fighting.
0: I, I remember literally seeing the like one of his fights when I worked at B Dub's. Like he was like you know almost 50 or something like that, yeah. and he like he won a fight, and I was like, that's that's impressive. A lot yeah. of
1: those guys are going to like Bellator and stuff instead because yeah. they get a little too old for the UFC and then yep. they'll go sign with, like, Pride or Bellator or something mm-hmm. like yeah.
2: that. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that don't know, I guess, when to fill when to the towel in. You mm-hmm. know, they've been doing this 20 years, 15 years. That's all they've built. That's all they do. And it's such an intense sport that you're doing yeah. twice a day, five hours a day, that once you run to the point of not being able to do that, what do you do with life now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that's, that's kind of where a lot of guys, I think, are.
0: Um, with, with you, like – how how many how many fights have you been in, or how many fights have you I've competed in?
2: I'm two and zero in, in MMA. Nice. Um, so I've got my third one coming up in Ohio on the 28th. I was supposed to fight on the Coliseum Combat card on the 7th. Yeah. But uh, my opponent got injured last second. So oh, that, that sucks. Yeah. Um, but, and that goes along with with the brain, brain, and, and all that. You know, MMA is a devastating sport. So. Mm. I've had two fights, but I've, I've had a lot of kickboxing and boxing, but mainly grappling. Yeah. You know, I've I was going to say,
1: your jiu-jitsu, yeah. you got, he's been all kinds of. Yeah, um, I,
2: I've been all over the U.S. competing, yeah. and I, I can't even count. I've probably done a thousand. I've probably done 200, 300 tournaments over yeah. the last three or four years. That's so awesome. Constantly doing those.
0: Yeah. So. Um, so you said the 28th, Then you said in Ohio? Yeah, that, October 28th. Nice. I might have to try to make that. That'd be sweet to see, like, somebody that I actually had in here, like, watch them I'll fight. I'll go with you. Yeah, we'll, we'll roll out there. <laughs> Maybe I'll be. get some uh, mobile podcasting. I have that little recorder. We can just, like, kind of talk and do our own, like, there we go. our own fight thing. Like, nice. uh, how Joe Rogan does the uh, fight experience or yeah, whatever. The, and
1: Fight yeah, companion. Yeah, fight companion. <laughs> yeah,
0: companion yeah. um, that would be, that'd be yeah. sweet. But, um, you know, I think that uh, – It's it's an it's a very interesting sport and it's something that um, I've heard one of my favorite podcasters Adam Carolla talks about the fact that he thinks that uh, that America is becoming a lot more like of of men are becoming a lot more pussies like being pussies more so like that's why MMA got really popular because we wanted to see people like actually like fight and be manly and I just I wonder what is it like do you have you ever had anybody like kind of challenge you because they know you do MMA in, like in, a, in a public place? In a public
2: place. I've had, I mean, not necessarily challenge me in a public place, no, but mm-hmm. I've had people that kind of know of me be out with other buddies, they're yeah. drunk, and now all of a sudden they're trying to start shit with other people because they know I fight. So yeah. like, oh, you know, they play, you know, <laughs> So they think they've got you they've in, got the, like... in the back. But in reality, I think, dude, I don't even really know you. I'm not backing you up in the <laughs> well, only that, the you, highest, you probably
1: yeah. hang out with more than, like, three people you hang out with at least all yeah. train MMA exactly. so you get that one guy that doesn't <laughs> yeah. train MMA and he's like yeah what's up bro like yeah. talking shit to you. Yeah. people because he knows like <laughs> they got my back yeah, yeah exactly. he
0: feels invincible yeah. Yeah. because he's got he's got backup
2: and that is a good point uh, I mean it's such a overwhelming like that overwhelming consuming sport that mm-hmm. my whole life all my friends damn near they all train so it, yeah. you know being in a social setting with people that don't train as far as friends it's it, kind of really doesn't happen anymore yeah honestly. that
0: makes sense i mean it's, it's as like as i keep doing the podcast i like i meet more and more people that do it so like you end up hanging out with those kind of people a lot more because i i'm trying to surround myself with more people that are just like creative and want to do stuff like this and that makes a lot of sense that you would like it you're what is the quote you're like you're the most like the five people that you hang out with the most or something like that so if you surround yourself with a bunch of people that are not doing anything, you're not going to probably do anything because yeah, exactly. you're surrounding yourself with those kind of people.
2: I think it, it's more in the, in the reverse. When you start to change what you do, the mm-hmm. people in your life kind of change. Yeah. Instead of hey, here's five people I want to hang out with you, hang out with them, and then this is what you do. Yeah. You usually hang out with those people if that's
1: you know, what oh you yeah, think. that makes sense too. Have you ever noticed? Like, I feel like when I had my little girl, the first thing I did was like stop partying as much. I'm yeah. not saying I don't party. And now <laughs> probably a lot of people you hang out with have kids. Or, yeah. You know. Well, no, and, and in the beginning it wasn't that way, and I lost a lot of friends, and like because they didn't, I didn't want to go out and drink every night. And yeah. That's that's whatever. I mean, like I was like kind of like not to sound harsh, but like good riddance. Like yeah. if you don't want to hang out with me and oh like, yeah. chill with my kid then. You know yep, exactly.
0: later yeah exactly and i think i think sometimes you do have to make those changes because you know, obviously the, the friends are not the actual friends that you thought they were if they're if they're not there
1: anymore. Exactly. And a lot of people I noticed that I used to hang out with, all I did ever was get drunk with them. And then when you hang out with them when you're sober, you're like, we have nothing, nothing. in common. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have nothing yeah. to talk I'm about. Like, I've had that happen yeah. before. Like in my head, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to hang out with this dude anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yep. have had that happen numerous times,
2: that's Yeah, for sure. And it makes it easy. You, when you change what you do, you don't have to... Now force yourself not to hang out with somebody. They don't want to hang out with you. you yeah, know, you got yeah. a kid. You're not going out and partying. They don't want to hang out with you. Yeah. So that it makes it easy, and it's selection, I guess. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's the that's the harsh reality of it, really. You know?
0: Yeah. Um. So basically, I think you know we've we've had pretty good conversation so far is there anything that you want to bring up like if if there's anything with like MMA that uh people may not know about because there's I'm sure there's plenty of stuff that I don't know about I've already asked all my questions kind of like what I don't know about but maybe something you want to share uh maybe plug something like
2: um I don't know uh...
1: I think so, you should just tell them how awesome jiu-jitsu is. Yeah. Yeah, so so like, I, I do want to know, I do want to actually,
0: that. yeah, let me get back into that. So I do want to know more about jiu because yeah. when I hear Joe Rogan and them talk about it, they talk about how it's like one of the most like, like hardcore things that they've ever done. And also, um, they talk like he was talking with somebody and they were talking about how they like haven't rolled in a while and yeah. like they they like miss doing that so what does that even mean like i didn't even know what they were talking about when they said they they haven't rolled in a while
2: so rolling it'd just be it's just a, a terminology for for going live okay so you're going with your opponent trying to submit them they're trying to submit you mm-hmm. and that that's pretty much what rolling is it's just how what we call it but jiu-jitsu is uh, I like jujitsu the most um, out of all of the martial arts really because you can't even when you're sparring with your partners as far as striking goes in the gym, you kind of have to put a reserve on or you're going yeah. sparring partners. Yeah. Like, like, dude, I don't want to spar with that dude. He just throws bombs all the time. Yeah, just always trying to hurt. Him. Just teeing <laughs> exactly. off. Exactly. Just yeah. always teeing <laughs> off. So you have to constantly <laughs> reserve. And it kind of builds a little bit of a, you know, it's like, oh, if I was going hard, I'd beat that guy or this and that. You yeah. know, so it's a little, you know. But with jiu-jitsu, you can go 100% every single role and yeah. avoid injury, avoid brain damage, avoid all of this. And it, and it's a real reality check, you know, because there's none of that. Oh, if I was going hard, I'd be able to beat that because mm-hmm. you're going hard. Yeah. So you know, it really puts you where you're at, and it makes you uh, it, it, you lose your ego with that because yeah.
1: there's no excuse.
0: And know? and they talked about it like it's uh, super technical, and like yes. I'm I, oh,
1: yeah.
2: and I'm like,
1: it's it, often re, it's often like the same as people say like chess. Yeah. yeah.
2: It really is, and the thing with it is that I really like is every single person on this planet can have. A, a good style you know mm-hmm. if, if basketball if you're short kind of fucked I mean, <laughs> it's just the, you know if you're not fast in football you yeah. but in jiu-jitsu if you're short and stocky now you, you one you have a good defense because your limbs are shorter they're harder mm-hmm. to tap two you're going to have a better top game because you're going to have more pressure yeah and and you have a game that's built for your body style and yeah. in reverse if you're really tall and leaky mm-hmm. now you have you leverage know, triangles leverage all this stuff. If you're strong, you have that. If you're flexible, you have that. They're, every single person has, and some people don't have any of that, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and they're just technicians. Yeah. It makes them technical because they know they're not flexible, they're not strong, yeah. they're not big. Um, so they are forced to be a technician, and mm-hmm. I know a lot of people like that. You know, uh, James is one of them. Yeah. You know, James, yeah. he probably barely touches toes. You know, he, he's a little taller and lanky, but yeah. he's, But his tech is. He's just a technician, and his technique is so sound, and his dictionary of moves is phenomenal. You tell him any move, um, he'll show you five ways to get to it or five different variations of that move. That's so crazy to think about.
1: Him him being a black belt, it's just like he will let you get somewhere. And think you're getting somewhere, and then it's just a trap to <laughs> choke out, choke the shit out of you. Exactly, and even
2: as a white belt, when I would go, I would, I was one of the really go hard, strong, in shape uh, white belts. But for him, he just, with like I said, with the ego thing, you just know your jiu-jitsu is good, so you're you're fine with whatever, letting people work and all that stuff. And I. Even tapped him a couple times because yeah. he's let me get to a position, and then I kind of caught him with a little bit. And he just yeah. didn't expect me to build, but at the same time, he let me get to that position. Yeah. You know I mean? remember
1: so. it being easy to rely on strength, mm-hmm. and jujitsu is like you don't need strength to be. A good at jujitsu. so yeah. um i'm not saying that i know like yeah. I, only, I only did jujitsu for a year yeah but and i you should get back into it i know man and, <laughs> yeah, and, that's I, crazy. and I do not i do not want to be that guy that makes excuses but like if <laughs> but I know, i'm gonna make an excuse yeah. <laughs> excuse me while i make an excuse excuse me while I make no an excuse. but two, two, two days a week is not enough and when i started seeing people that started before me get better than me yeah, and I wasn't able to give enough time to it. Then I felt like I had to walk away because yeah. like, and I I I one hundred percent plan on going back as soon as like, but I go to school full time. I got mm-hmm. a daughter. Yeah. I know those are all excuses you can make time <laughs> blah blah. Yeah. You know I get that, but I did, you know I just hey I'm right there with you. But I but I love jujitsu. I only yeah. did it for a year. I was a white belt. Didn't get a single stripe, but I love jujitsu. <laughs> <so. laughs>
2: no, it it is fun and it is it is a it's a great hobby and you know and it's not as cardio induced as something like striking or athletic. Yeah. is that so you don't have to be in phenomenal shape you don't have to be real ripped I mean it does get you in better shape but you don't have to have those things it's also
1: super humbling like I feel like when I, I don't
0: think, think I need to be any more humbled. I, I, I get humbled on a pretty used, regular
1: basis. I used to think I was, you know, relatively tough. Yeah. And then you go roll on the mat with just straight killers, and you're just like, <laughs> like, twisted. like all twisted yeah. up the entire time. You're and like, the thing with it is, when you roll
2: with those straight killers, and you look at them, they're not what you would describe in your head as a killer they're no, not yeah. I re- lesners no you know? i are just yeah. little weak goofy yeah I, a I remember when, you know
1: i remember when i would roll for with someone for the very first time i'd be like oh man i'm like and then after a while i just started to figure out like i have no idea what i'm getting into right now this guy's <laughs> either gonna be super good or like but like his friend jimmy he's just you know kind of a yep, yep jimmy <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't look like but he's Amazing! Yeah. It's crazy. He just doesn't.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and it's what it's what my buddy and I used to talk about all the time was like, I've always told him like, you know, I'm a I'm a pretty big guy. I go to the gym. I feel like I'm pretty strong, but um, he's he's like done a little bit of training in like jujitsu and stuff. And there was one time that. Um, you know, we were talking and we were like, yeah, we're going to be out somewhere and somebody's going to start shit with somebody. And it's because they think that they're a small person or like not strong. And then that dude's just going to like fuck them up really bad because yeah. me and my friends are all pretty big guys. But then, like I said, Jimmy, this is another James, my friend. Um, <laughs> we were, he was like sitting on the couch and we were all drinking. And like, like I said, he's, he's trained. And, um, <laughs> I'm, like, sitting here, like, talking with my buddy, like, hey, we're, we're going to fucking... We're going to jump him, like, and just start wrestling with him and, like, take him down. And, like, I didn't know that he had trained at this point, like, in any kind of fashion. So I was like, we're just going to, like, tackle him and, like, you know, fuck around and stuff. And I remember immediately, like... I jumped on him. My other buddy like jumped towards him, and like he threw me like over his shoulder or something, like in like some sort of like technical fashion. I was laying on the ground like because <gasps> like, like, immediately <laughs> regretted it. Yeah. And, and I noticed he was like on top of the other guy, like he was like getting ready to choke him out, and he had to like almost like take himself back. It was like, oh, I'm not actually like gonna choke this guy out. Yeah. Like, and I just think it's I think it's crazy that it can just kick in like you just know what to do right away because I know if I was ever in a fight, I just don't know what I would do. Like I have no idea. Like I, I, and that's another thing that they
1: used to talk about at IBJJ is like you, you just get harder to kill and you get more in, more in sync with like when you roll more, the more you roll, the more you get comfortable being in those bad situations. And like, you kind of like you get used to being beaten up pretty much. And you're like, so if you were to actually be put in that situation, I feel like even from the year that I did it, I would be a lot more calm yeah. if I was on the gra- ground. Because like, uh, sometimes in jiu-jitsu, the very worst position, you know, if you know jiu-jitsu, can be a, not a bad position at all. Oh, yeah. all a lot of
2: guys on. with the uh, sub-only culture are, uh, and, and I think it was Gary Tonan, somebody, had purposely got mounted, which obviously, if you know anything about jiu-jitsu, is a horrible position. Yeah. But it does create an opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, to bridge and attack the leg. Yeah. So he, in the... There's no points in the sub only culture. Yeah. So he purposely laid flat, let the guy mount him, and then from there had an easy attack on the legs. So, oh wow! You know, there's a lot of uh, of stuff like that too.
0: So. It's always fun watching MMA and stuff with people that don't get it, like and have never watched it, because the last time I was watching it, there was like a guy kind of like. You know, fighting almost from the ground. Like, he was like wanting the guy to like come and try to like fight him there because he's sitting in guard. Yeah. Cause he, yeah. Cause yeah, he knew exactly. he was, he knew how to like, you know, go from there. And it's just funny like watching with people like, why is he just laying there? And I'm like, well, he's really good at that ground game. That's and what yeah.
1: makes the UFC a lot more like fun to watch now that I've like, I kind of get a little grasp of what, the concept of, of jujitsu. Exactly. So, like, when they're on the ground, everyone else is like, man, this is boring. And then yeah. you kind of see like, I mean, I don't. I'm not that guy. That's like, you know, he needs to do this. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah. I, I see. But you know, you I can tell a, you what's, see going what's going on. on as opposed to just two guys on top of each other. So, like.
0: so the guy filming the Facebook Live cam, uh, he actually got me into soccer. Like, I, I thought soccer was the dumbest sport in the world. Like, I was like, this is stupid. It's boring. I have no idea what's going on. They literally run down here and then they run down here. Like, it's what the fuck's going on? And and they and, score like one or two points. A game yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, Cam and I were actually watching the uh, the World Cup, like, when USA was doing decent or whatever. And um, I remember he was just, like, kind of explaining to me, like, this is actually, like, this play's exciting because this is what they're trying to do. And once I started to, like, kind of understand it and see how it was going, like, forming and, like, stuff like that, I got really into it. Because then, like, like, if you watch it like that and you start to understand stuff... It makes it way more exciting because oh, yeah. you know that this is like a potential scoring play. Or, for example, with you probably like you know paying attention to MMA, you're like, oh, I know like the, what's going to happen now. Like, and it and it just makes it more exciting to watch. And yeah, I I'll watch sure. tennis
2: all day because I know what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, you know? but same thing with the ground. Yeah, yeah so
0: and um, so can you like. Can you, if you're watching another person like competing or fighting, can you kind of like predict what's going to happen? Like, can you make predictions based on that?
2: I mean, yeah, as far as you mean by like by seeing, the, seeing the them hyper while they're see, in the fight, seeing in them position.
0: actually both now that I think yeah. about it because I, I didn't really form that very well. Um, so like before a fight do you kind of have a a, a good grasp on who you think's going to win?
2: Yeah, I feel like I yeah, I do. I mean, I get surprised everybody gets surprised. Yeah, so we're going to we're going to get together
0: I and do some draft things. draft kings and I feel uh, like
1: yeah. in the in the UFC it's always like one fighter has they're really good at one thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Most of the time, not always, but like this one's really good at wrestling, this one's really good at boxing. Mm-hmm. Um jiu-jitsu obviously and then you kind of just see like which one's better so if this guy's boxing is really good and he can stand up with them for a long time great but if this guy has really good jiu-jitsu and takes him to the ground and his jiu-jitsu is good enough it's over yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah,
2: and you'll see it with uh uh, you'll see with two really good wrestlers, you'll see a stand up war. When they're yeah. both really not very good at, at striking, they're okay. Mm-hmm. But the reason is because neither one of them can take each other down. So yeah. now they're forced to be on the feet. Yeah. So wrestling is I mean, wrestling I would say honestly of the of the martial arts is my weakness. Mm-hmm. But it is one of the more important for MMA because yeah. it dictates where the fight goes. If if I'm even if you're not a a, a great jujitsu guy, and, but you know that you're worse than that guy on the feet, mm-hmm. you can beat him in jujitsu, and you can take him there. Then and that's you, your plan. That's is your to... plan, and you can dictate where the fight goes. And in reverse, if you're a good striker and you have good wrestling defense, you can stay on the feet. So mm-hmm. that aspect of where the fight goes is very, very. Important. I
1: also feel like so when the like if they're going to the ground, like so there's be a a jitsu guy and he's like I'm taking this dude to the ground, and the guy's a, a stand up boxer he will just work on like, defending, defending, not going not down. going to the ground. Because <laughs> yeah. he's like, if I go to the ground, he knows I'm screwed. So yeah. he's like defending, yep. defend, defend. And then if he goes to the ground, it's over. So. Yeah.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, so the <laughs> when when you're – like I said, we need to get together and uh, make some bets on DraftKings and, uh, <laughs> and win, win some money. Um,
1: they have UFC
0: – yeah, on DraftKings. Yeah, and you and basically what you do is is you get you know the list of fighters and you just pick who who you think is going to win. I think um, based on the spread or whatever. And I think you it might be more like fantasy football where like if your guy wins, you get certain points or whatever. But um, but then there's also just straight betting that you can do on, well, on the you, guys. There's a
1: couple Nobody podcasts is. that do just like the Big Brown breakdown. I don't know if you know who. I haven't seen that one. Uh, Brendan Schaub, former oh, UFC okay. fighter, yeah, yeah. He, he does the Big Brown breakdown, and it's mm-hmm. like. He always – before the card comes out, he'll say, you know, this is who I think is going to win, but I don't know how Yeah, you know, yeah. how accurate he is. Yeah, but. Brendan's
2: taking off with his uh, podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, he's doing fan. stand-up too, so yeah, that's where he's it. really
1: standing. And, and yeah. who's that? Brendan Schaub? Yeah. Brendan Schaub. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious. He Fighter killing and the Kid, and then yep. now he's, like, on the road. That's the doing,
2: one I thought you were talking about. Fighter and the Kid's one I've seen. I don't know about the uh, – what, what was the other one you just said? Was?
1: Oh, well, okay, okay, so him and Brian Callen do f- – Fighter and the kid, yeah. and now he has his own called the Big Brown Breakdown. Oh, I didn't even know that. And How he long just, has that been uh, not very long, just yeah. a couple months. So he'll just do like uh, predictions and stuff like yeah, that, right. and talk about uh, him and uh, their producer. We'll just talk about like what's going on in the UFC because I mean they talk about it in uh, Fighter and the Kid, but yeah. they don't. They don't go, get into yeah, it in depth like he will. in this he, one. Yeah, he breaks nice. it down. Yeah, yeah. He's taking off. it's the name. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, well, we're getting kind of towards the end. So I think that this has been a uh, very interesting conversation. I think if we have another big thing coming up, like a big fight or something like that for you, awesome. We'd love to have you come back on and talk about it and you know, talk about um, kind of your how you're feeling leading up to it. And then also if we have something that's coming up like, you know, a McGregor thing, like with McGregor Mayweather, we should do like a preview show next time. And I'll actually plan this out a little bit better instead of just, just grilling you about MMA nice. the whole time. Yeah, no, I'm And, with that and, sure. uh, I think that, uh, we should do that. And thanks Shane for coming on. It was awesome. Thanks Cam for doing the Facebook live video with zero viewers. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> um, but yeah, this has been an, a uh, actually official juice in the morning podcast. The, the idea that I had for it in the beginning, which was, wake up early and do it kind of like in the midday ish and instead of at night. So I appreciate everybody that's been, <laughs> yeah, it's not too early for a beer. Shut up. Um, uh, I, that in there. <laughs> I appreciate everybody that listens and downloads. And, you know, I hope that you guys enjoy this no matter what time of the day you're listening. So thanks, Chris. Thanks Shane for coming on. And uh, I appreciate it guys.
1: No problem. I had fun. No, I thanks a guys.
0: Pleasure. Peace out.
1: Phone in.